Hi, everyone. My name is Benno Papari, and this is the Songwriters on Process podcast. Since 2010, I've interviewed over 300 songwriters about, well, their songwriting process. I don't care about favorite cities, tour stories, favorite foods, or anything like that. My goal has always been to treat songwriters the same way that we treat poets and more traditional prose writers. They are writers, plain and simple. In these interviews, we go deep into the specifics of the writing process. This is no, hey, do you start with lyrics of the music type of interview. Now, a little bit about me. I'm not a songwriter. In fact, I've never written a song in my life. I have a PhD in English language and literature, and I'm a former academic. So as a prose writer, I enjoy exploring how my process intersects with those of songwriters. This is an intelligent conversation about writing between two writers. And that, of course, means we talk a lot about books. The site features interviews across all genres, from metal to jazz, from country to that big category known as indie. You'll find a couple of A-list actors on the site and several members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well. Now, I select songwriters to interview uh, who fit into one of two categories. One, do I listen to them already? And two, if I don't, would they make for a compelling and intelligent interview? You can find these interviews across all podcast platforms, as well as at songwritersonpodcast.com. Do you have an idea for an interview or a comment about the site? Hit me up at ben at songwritersonprocess.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Hey, everyone. And today we have Mary Timoney on the podcast, legend Mary Timoney on the podcast. Uh, Timoney has a new solo album out her first in 15 years it is out february 23rd called untame the tiger on merge records it is so good i've been listening to it for the past couple of weeks fantastic go buy it go see her live uh, i have not enjoyed an album front to back this much in a while um just everything is fantastic every song there's nothing you skip over here i love it guitar work vocals everything fantastic. So um, can't say enough about it. So with that, listen, let's talk about Timony and, and her history. For what it's worth, Rolling Stone magazine named her in 2023. She was ranked 95th on the greatest guitarists of all time. Bands she's been in, Helium, Autoclave, uh, Wild Flag, XX. Uh, she was in Wild Flag with Carrie Brownstein of Slater Kinney, and quick plug, uh, Brownstein is on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, so check out that interview with her. Um, and just, you know, the history is long. Um, the bands she's been in, is, uh, they are fantastic, and and I'm a big fan. I'll just say that and stop there. And let's talk about the interview. I think the theme here is how important the process is to her when you don't treat it, uh, or I should say how a, a less precious process is important. She says, when I treat writing like a habit, I write bad stuff. Um, so here's what she does. She gets up, she writes in her journal, and she plays guitar. Uh, she says, the most important part of the, my process is that I have to forget everything I just did, then go about my day. So she intentionally forgets what she's done, then she goes about her day. If the song comes back to her three hours later, then she judges it. And she says, I love this quote, that new person I am who hasn't written the song has to judge it. So with, and you know, 
that new person is later on in the day, that's the new critic, that's the new listener, that's the person who judges it because it's no longer the person that wrote it. And she says, 99% of the time, I hate it. Um, and she says, the only thing works for me is writing a lot of really bad stuff that I don't like. That seemed to be the theme here. But that's really, I think, about treating the process um, with with just not being precious at all, making it messy. Um, so we talked about whether she likes pens or pencils to write with. And she says, I don't like committing to anything. I need to be able to write to erase stuff. The things need to be junky. So um, she doesn't like using pens because she can't erase. And I don't want to be reminded of things I don't like. That's what she, I love that quote. So many great quotes here. I love um, this interview was a blast. And um, she said, same thing with guitars. She can't write on nice guitars. She says, the guitar I wrote songs on, I've been writing songs on, is some trashy guitar that someone left behind in our group home in college. Um, so I like what she says about using pens because the flip side to that is songwriters tell me they like using pens because when they cross things out, um, they can still go back to it. Uh, but for her, she likes to erase things because she doesn't like to be reminded of what she doesn't like. Um, an interesting take on it. And we talked about the monotony, the monotonous activities. And she said that when she, I forgot when, I think she was in college, maybe high school, um, she had a job stuffing envelopes. And that was a great time to be creative because what is more monotonous than the job stuffing envelopes? And she said she got so many song ideas doing that monotonous activity. So I love this interview. We had a blast. She is so much fun to talk to. I hope you enjoy this. Again, Untame the Tiger out February 23rd on Merge Records, her first solo album in 15 years. Buy it, listen to it, see her live. It is great. With that, my interview with Mary Timoney. So let's get started then. I okay. always, I love to start by asking, um, are you, you know, I find that songwriters or writers fall into two categories. Those that feel like they have to write every day in some fashion and those that feel like don't push it. Yeah. I write when the mood strikes. So yeah, that's me. where do you fall in yeah. to that spectrum? Don't push it. I write when the mood strikes. <laughs> I go through long, long periods of not writing at all. Uh because I got, you know, I don't know, life just gets full of other things, I guess. And uh, so generally what happens with me is that the, the process of like putting a record out and going on tour kind of distracts me from being creative and all my energy kind of goes into that. So then, then after a record cycle is done, it takes me a while to get back into... um the habit of trying to, you know, pick up my guitar every day and see what happens. Um, so that's what I'll do. Um, and um, also I just, I don't like treating it like a habit because when I do, I write really bad stuff. So mm. um, although I think there's a really happy medium to, it's all about like, following your gut instinct and knowing what works for you and stuff. So every time I do get back into songwriting, I have the realization is like, Jesus Christ, if I just did this all the time, I'd get so much better at it because I have to like relearn a bunch of stuff when I come back to it, which 
you know, frustrating. And I, I know that if I were, I, I actually think that I would, I would do a better job if I did it like more regularly, but I just have, I have run into the problem. Uh, you know, it's just a happy medium for me. There's a happy medium. That's I, I probably I'm more lazy than I I should be. <laughs> well, I, you know, songwriters. I I don't think I've ever interviewed a songwriter who said, "Oh, I'm incredibly disciplined." Uh, huh, um, if there's yeah, any, it's comfort. just not good. I, it's not good though. I, that's the thing is like there's that's that's as much of a problem as not doing it at all so yeah there's a there's a good balance in there somewhere so a couple of follow-ups one i mean when you're when you're not writing for you know for a long period of time do you get Uh, anxious do you feel like i really should be it depends on what's going on in my life uh i'm happier when i am uh i think in some ways although it's so such a torturous process so it's hard hard to say (laughs) generally here's what happens i get in a mode of 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 wanting to write songs and it does become a habit i'll do it every morning for when i get up for i don't know i know sometimes i like write in my journal and then i'll like pick up the guitar and i'm you know See to see what comes out. Um, ninety nine percent of the time, well, I don't know what, if it's good or not at first. I'll just have, I, I have to make a. I have to like use my phone and make voice memos of whatever riff I came up with. Um, and then, then the 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 most important thing for me in the whole process is I have to forget about everything that I thought of. Like for whatever amount of time, I'll just go do the rest of the stuff I need to do that day. And then if the song comes back to me, uh, then I'll be able to judge whether it's good or bad. Like maybe three hours later, if I listen to it on my phone or, uh, or the best thing is if it comes back to me in my head, that uh, doesn't happen a lot, but since I'm so used to like making voice memos on my phone, but I, and then that, that new person that I am, who hasn't written the song has to judge whether it's good or bad. Like 99% of the time it's, I don't like it. So I write mostly bad stuff. 99% of the stuff that I come up with isn't, I don't like. (laughs) So, okay. So uh, so many questions. So I I guess you have to, so what you're telling me is you have to consciously, you you do that stuff in the morning and you have to almost consciously say, I'm not going to think about this. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And you're able to do that because I feel like. I don't know. I don't like press it too hard, but I like to kind of just go, all right, do it. Uh, Go about the rest of my day. And if it comes back to me, that's good. Sometimes it comes back to me and I'm like, nope. And then sometimes I come back to me and I'm like, that's kind of fun, but that's more rare. And then if it's kind of fun, then I revisit it. And that's usually when a song happens. So if it comes yeah. back to you, that's when you know that it's good. No, it will come back to me, and then I make the call in ah. my head. And a lot of times, and this has been happening to me lately, where something will come to me, and it's not my song, and I judge whether it's good or bad. Because <laughs> I go, um, yep, it, I'm like, oh, that's my friend's song. Yep, I really like that. 
because <laughs> I haven't been um, I haven't been writing lately, so it's been happening with other people's songs. So do you but, then? So it sounds like you have two. So you write in the morning, and then yeah. if it comes back to you, is it later that same day that you start to work on it? Uh, yeah, usually if I, it comes back to me and I'm excited about it, then I'll go. If I have time, I'll go play it again. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of in control of me. I'm not in control mm. of it. Does that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I love that. Yeah, it is absolutely leading the way. Like that, that little kid in there who's playing with finger paints is like totally in charge of me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, uh, you mentioned journal writing. Is that a regular yeah. part of your routine also? Yes. Yeah. It's nothing great. It's just me going blah. It's like I got the Artist Way book, which I really love, the Julia Cameron book. Yeah. It's um and so part of the thing that you do in that book is write um three pages of blah, whatever's in your head uh every morning without judging it. So there's like you kind of train yourself to suspend judgment. That was huge. That was such a huge help for me. Because uh, I used to be like really, really, really uh, critical, self-critical. So d- doing that process of writing the three pages longhand, you know, just whatever crap is in my brain and suspending all judgment was like a really great practice for me for a while. I don't really do it as much anymore. But anyway, yeah, it's not like I'm writing like anything I'm not making art in my journal. I'm just going, what am, what's going on today in my brain? And then, so anyway, so it's just a lot showing up for checking in, checking in with myself. And then when I'm in songwriting mode, that turns into like, let me pick up my guitar and see what I got in my brain. How long have you been uh, journal writing? Oh, probably since I've been a teenager. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. No, Um, it's nothing to brag about. It's not like I'm making, I'm not writing art. It's more just like, what is my problem? (laughs) It's like more like psychological. You know, it's like, what's wrong? What's what's upsetting? What do I want to do better? It's like checking in with myself every day. Yeah. Do those things ever, ever become song ideas? Um not really no but it's sort of i mean yeah because i'll just like i have done the same actually you know one thing i really did last summer uh because sometimes i do my guitar lesson stuff is sort of creative coaching sometimes so i did this really fun activity um with some people last summer and i do this with myself sometimes is i instead of the morning pages with words i'll do it with music so it's like you show up with your guitar and allow yourself to just make noise for 20 minutes without judging. And like every time the judge comes into your brain, you go, hi, I hear you. And like, I know you have something important to tell me, but you're, let's just wait outside for a second, (laughs) 20 minutes. You can judge all you want, but suspend it for 20 minutes. That's a good practice. I like doing that. So no matter what, so do you do that as a as a when you write songs, but it sounds like that's also something you do as a writer too, right? 
Well, that was the whole thing behind the art. The whole thing with the artist way morning pages. So I try, I try, but what I'm saying is just, I did this activity um, where I would do that with music too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I found it, it only works for a little while. It was sort of like, I'm going to do this every day for a week and see what happens. I couldn't do it. I started doing it every day longer and it just sort of backfiring on me. But anyway, I like doing little projects like that to try to get myself thinking of ideas. Well, when I was a professor, I told my, I'd always assign the essay, uh, is an essay by the novelist Anne Lamott. And the essay was called, is called Shitty First Drafts. Oh, and that's yeah. her. Wow. I don't know that, but I should read it. Well, she's yeah. in the news now, unfortunately. Well, oh. unfortunately for her, because a couple of weeks ago, oh. I think she was the person who said something like she was looking forward in 2024 to not seeing as much Taylor Swift news or something. And so she said oh. this. Of course, the Swifties all went after her. Oh, no. Um, but <laughs> oh. she's a great writer. Yeah. The book, the essay is called Shitty First Drafts. Yeah. And her her yeah. idea is no matter how bad it is, yeah. you yeah. got to get it out of there. Because totally. the last thing you want to do is to be deciding as you write. And I'm sure it's the same thing with music, right? Uh-huh. To be deciding as you write. Like, you shouldn't be judging as you create whether it's worthy or not. That comes later. Yeah. Otherwise, well... You can, it's just going to not end up sucking really bad. Yeah. So might as well just, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, there's no, you have to, yeah, that's what I have found. The only thing that works for me is allowing myself to write a lot of bad, bad stuff that I don't like. Yep. It's the only thing that works. And it's going to feel bad and you're going to feel, you know, it's like you're going to hate it and feel like I suck and all this stuff. but. If you allow yourself to do that, then a song will come along that you do really like. It's just gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a quote up here because I feel like it's it's uh let me see. I've got some quotes by writers up here on the screen that oh, I always cool. like to read to songwriters. Okay. And okay. um and one of them says, Yeah, this is by Sylvia Plath, kind of oh, what we're talking about. Cool. Everything in life is writable about if you have the outgoing guts to do it and the imagination to improvise, the worst oh. enemy to creativity is self-doubt. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's yeah, true. That self-doubt. like, And that's a little bit of what we're talking about, I think, yeah. kind of, uh, you know, uh, deciding on the fly whether it's worth it. Um, yeah, better so, to decide later. Just show up at the, you know, show up at the desk and... Do what you got to do. And then the judgment comes later. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you ven- you mentioned voice memos, and I mentioned this to Carrie yeah. Brownstein last week. And I said, is there any organization to the voice memos? And if you could see the look on her face when I said that, because yeah. it was, she knew, like, it was this incredible source of frustration. Like, there's no organization, uh-huh. and it drives her crazy. Yeah. I'm the same way with my, now I'm a prose writer, but I've got, you know, my notes app and I, so many times I've gone through and I thought yeah. I need to organize these things. So I know when you have those voice memo oh, ideas, dude, no, no yeah. organization. No. In fact, I think one of the things that stresses me out the most is I have in my iTunes, like all of my voice memos, all of like whatever demos I've done 
it's just a mess and I don't know what to do with them. Like, I guess I should save them on a hard drive and then, but then I actually have had the kind of thing happen before where I was like, maybe for an XX record really needed some songs. So I just spent days going through all these old voice memos that were on iTunes of some shitty old laptop. And like, I actually, what I found in taking so many days to do that is I didn't have anything in there. Oh. The, the ones that were good, I had already used them. I thought you were going to say, no. I found some real gems in no, there. No, I didn't. Nope. And that, the same thing happened to me. Like I have this in that closet back there. I have this like vortex of cassette tapes <laughs> from my 20s and my teens. And like I did spend a couple weeks once because I was looking for stuff to put um, like on this compilation or compilation of helium songs. I did. I actually went through them again. Got I bought a four track on Craigslist or whatever. Went through the and like the same thing happened. I was like, all right, like I did a pretty good job at the time of choosing the ones that worked. And all of this stuff is just junk. The weird thing is like I remembered a bunch of it too, and it was just all pretty much junk. So that made me feel as. But I'm still holding on to that stupid like vortex of cassette tapes. I don't know if I'll ever throw them away, but you know, so that was kind of, even though it felt like a waste of time, but I was also kind of like, well, phew, like now I don't have to worry that I missed something. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. But I anyway, was not it's expecting completely that. disorganized. Like, ugh, it just makes right. me, yeah, I feel like. I know yeah, that's the same sucks. answer I get all the time. And really? I feel like that. Yeah. I, I, rarely do songwriters say they're, they're organized. And typically it's what you say. And that is, uh, I think you got like part of being creative. It's like, you got to, there's some mess. There's kind of messy. I think you got to go with a mess because yep. I don't know. I, that's not a problem for me though. Cause I'm already disorganized in every other part of my life. <laughs> it's just the way I roll. So it's fine. It, it's a, it doesn't right. stress me out. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that's a mess, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, all right, another quote. So okay. this is from Agatha Christie. She says, oh, the best time to write a book is when you're doing the dishes. Now, well, I take that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I take that. And and I and and there's been research on this and people have written about this, that ideas come to us when we're not thinking about them. So songwriters yeah. tell me all the time the song ideas they get when they're doing mundane activities. And right. that can be things like vacuuming. Uh, gardening. And I think it, there was an article in the Washington Post about this. I don't oh, know if you saw it within the past year about why we get our best ideas in the shower. Yeah. And there's something about yeah. when you're doing a mundane activity that requires no conscious thought, that's when the unconscious comes to the forefront. So totally. do you get ideas in, and, and I, you know, again, it, no, yes. Some Absolutely. people say that it's, it, it, you know, I say that I'm doing this because it's vacuuming. You know, yeah. um, but the, the the motion of the the oh. vacuuming actually, there's something yeah. about um, you know that cadence or anything that yeah. that gives them those song ideas. So I'm curious, how often does that happen with you? No, I think that's like a that's huge. That's a really important part of the process. Uh, I do. I the first time I noticed that was when in, I was in my 20s and I was in helium. Um, we would tour and then I'd come back and I got my job was as an office temp. So I was, my very favorite jobs were stuffing envelopes and Xeroxing because I would sit there 
and be really bored. And just something, I think what you're saying is actually having a physical thing that you're doing with your hands. There's something about that. Uh, I don't know. Your, your brain can just kind of wander. Um, so I would, I would love temping. I didn't want a job where I had to do anything. Like I wanted no responsibility at my job. I loved stuffing envelopes. Oh, <laughs> uh, cause I like thinking songs or just listen to my Walkman and like, you'd be bored. But part of the day I might be thinking about songs and that was awesome and helpful. And then now, um, I would say that I feel that when I'm I go on walks, like a lot of the record that I just did, I wrote the lyrics when I was walk going on walks during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I just like kind of the end bike rides, something about just the repetitive motion is lets your brain wonder. It's really helpful. Uh, that's what yeah. every songwriter tells me. The, uh, the, the, cool. the, the movement, um, yeah. you know, the, the, the walking, the biking, um, there's something about that repetition. Yeah. Um, I always cite the book. There's a great book uh, called The Friendship. It was about the friendship between Wordsworth and Coleridge, the two oh, romantic yeah. poets. And they estimate Wordsworth walked 100,000 miles in his lifetime. Now, that's some insane. If you do that's the cool. math, it's like 30 hours a day for like 30 years. It's 30, oh. 30 miles a day for 30 years. It's crazy. Oh. Uh, but, but, but um, he walked a lot. So he, he walked, walked a lot. lot. Yeah. But they both composed all of their poems on walks. No way. Um, That's so cool. And, yeah. And Wordsworth liked, I'm going to, I may get this wrong. One of them liked rocky terrain. The other one preferred flat terrain. They didn't walk together, obviously, yeah. but they composed and they said, Wordsworth has such an amazing memory. He would actually compose and revise his poems when he was on Whoa. walks and wouldn't come back until they were fully formed. Um, but, it, you know, and it's funny because I, and, and I'm sure people have figured this out, but you know, there's the there's the motion, there's the ideas of what we get when someone else is propelling us. So, like on an airplane or a train. But then there is the ideas yeah. we get when we are propelling ourselves, walking, biking, Whoa. running. That's um, so cool. I, well, I'd love to know if there's a difference there because you know, I uh -huh. everyone says planes are a great place to write, or a bus, or a car. Interesting. Um, but you I know, know what I, you're saying. So that's like there's emotion happening, but your eyes are aware of it rather than your body making the motion. That's so interesting. Yeah. Oh my God. I actually just thought of that as I was talking to you. <laughs> because no, that's a really, really interesting thing that you just said. Yeah. Um I, okay, so I'm relating or I'm just thinking of one song that I have on this new record, uh, it's called No Thirds. It's the first one on the record. That one, um, not talking about, not well, I'm not thinking about the music, but the lyrics, I came up with it when I was walking. But I kept imagining that song, to me, the music, when I was, got to the, uh, got to the point of working on the guitars and stuff. Um, the music really needed to sound to me like I like driving through the desert. So I constantly, I was like making choices on the guitar sounds based on, does it sound like you're driving through the desert in a car? So I kept having that image in my mind. Uh, but anyway, but I don't know. I think the way you just said is something really interesting 
what is it about wandering and like moving that that makes you feel like that other kind of part of your brain starts working like the creative kind of dreamy part of your brain starts working you know something about, yeah it's like dreaming because when you're dreaming oh my god this is really weird but have you you know that kind of um therapy that um the uh, rapid eye desensitization therapy i've heard you of heard it of yeah that? like yeah so it's i've done it before actually uh and it was so wild but um basically the the therapist will do go to the right and left with their finger and your eyes are supposed to usually say one thing and then you follow this motion with your eyes and then stop and then your brain thinks of another thing and it's sort of a way of undoing trauma anyway i think maybe there's something about there's a part of your brain that dreams that I don't know what that is. It's a creative part of your brain that kind of can unravel like emotional things that have happened to you during the day. I do think that's what dreaming is. It's a way of processing the stresses of the day. So I'm yeah. wondering if this is all connected is what I'm saying, because I know for songwriting, that's what, that's what being creative does for me is unravel. It, um, uh, it, it's a way of me channeling something processing something that i need to process you know like it's a way of soothing myself uh is really what it is sort of like dream dreaming does this it's very similar to dreaming in a weird way anyway these are all thoughts but i don't know something about the motion of the eyes hmm. makes your brain go into that place that's more creative and dreamy so when you're, you know, it's like hypnosis a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. De definitely. Um, yeah. So speaking of that, yeah, I've got another great quote. Okay. This is the one that songwriters Let's love. This is from the novelist E.L. Doctorow. Okay. So, and I'll read this twice because it's so good. Writing is like driving at night in the fog. You can only see as far as the headlights, but you can make the whole trip that way. Huh. Okay, I'll repeat that. Yeah, writing is again. like yeah, okay. writing is like driving at night in the fog. You can only see as far as the headlights, but you can make the whole trip that way. So, huh. as a prose writer, yeah, I subscribe to that. I don't feel like I have any huh. right knowing what the document should look like when I'm done. Oh, that to wow. me is a limiting factor, but I'm curious as a songwriter. Uh-huh. Um, I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. That's yeah. same thing. You're just feeling it out. That's interesting because that's why I thought people who wrote prose knew what was happening. You don't feel like you know what's happening at all. No, oh. I don't. I don't write fiction pieces, but I. But but when I read, well, that, I would think even more than you'd need to know what was happening if it's not fictional. No, oh. I don't. So well, okay. I, I'm talking about be essays. Yeah, I, I think. So right now I'm reading um, the best American short stories. It's the anthology they put out Ooh. every year, and it's a, you know from a collection of all these different sources. Um, and they have the author's notes in the end, um, and it's interesting to read the author's notes because they talk about you know how the story came about. And most of them just say, "I had this idea in my head, and I started to write about it." And it was there's always some variation of the quote, you know, 
and I wanted to see where it would take me, or it was interesting to find out how this developed. So when they're writing, they're not really thinking about, oh, I've got this main character. I want them to be, here's how they're going to end up. It's almost, let me write. And wow, I didn't know that was going to happen. And I I do hear that from novelists all the time too. Wow. I did not know that about uh, writers. I mean, that's exactly, yeah, I have no idea what's going on, but I just thought that was because it's more like poetry and that's makes worse you know writing lyrics yeah. is more but like, as a songwriter it sounds like that's you, oh, you're man. rarely thinking you i'm gonna write well, a song about this well you can and it's not gonna be good like yeah. sure you can do that i i mean i i've done that and i don't like any of that and so i just stopped doing that <laughs> yeah uh yeah i don't know what's gonna happen and um i've gotten to the point now that uh that I actually do believe it's coming from somewhere else. It's not me. I do, I mean, even, I know, like, I, do, I guess I am. It's not, I do kind of believe that. I, be, I believe that we are just vessels and we're just catching it. It's like out there. And yeah, that's the only way I'm going to, I have to believe that because it's the only way it works for me. It's like, my only control is just uh, catching a good one if I do. Yeah. So I I just feel like I'm a radio. That the, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. ideas are all floating around and we're all listening. Because in a way, that is absolutely true. Because all we're doing is telling stories and we're just taking... It's a giant web of people that are making things. And we're all kind of in this together and all that. You know, it's like... I don't know. I used to, when I was younger, think that I was doing something new and uh, it all was coming from me. And the older I've gotten, I've realized I'm just, I'm just listening to stuff and yeah, it's all coming from other people and other, you know, anyway, I don't know what I'm saying exactly, but I just don't feel like I have a lot of my only job is to listen, you know what I mean? Like, rather than, I'm not making it happen. Because anytime I've tried to make things consciously, they end up sucking. So when it comes time to write, are you a pen and, pa- pen and paper person or a computer person for lyrics? Oh, for lyrics? Um, definitely pencil and like... Pencil? Yeah. Let's. Ha- I love these discussions because there's such... I, I get seen... Uh, <laughs> So it's funny because yeah. I've always said I could do a website dedicated entirely to the types of to the to the the, the if it's a pen the brand of pen and the color of ink you so would cool. be you'd be shocked how specific songwriters really? are with really with songs. color of ink um, wow. type of paper color of paper yeah. I interviewed Jerry Harrison of the Talking Heads about a Whoa. month ago he cool. said it has to be a felt tip pen because he loves the feeling of the scraping. Mm-hmm on the paper. Uh. Um, but the, even the devotion to the color of ink, it's gotta be green, gotta be purple, gotta be Amazing. blue, but you showed me a pencil. So, yep, and, ones. and yep. yeah, so I'm, I'd love to know why pencil, why not pen? Because I don't like committing to anything and I know I'm going to need to erase stuff. <laughs> and these pencils, uh, they're real. I don't know. They're just like really easy to use. It's like these paper mate, uh, plastic pencils. Um, and if it's an 
it's like in ink, like, oh, I know. Cause it's really easy to move for my arm. Not that I'm like, I don't know. It just feels good in my hand. Yeah. Uh, pen is too, I can't erase it. And then it just looks like shitty. And it reminds me that I wrote something I don't like because <laughs> I can't get rid of it. Um, also, I have a really big thing about things need to be really junky. Like, I, if I like go to CVS and get these notebooks, like they can't, like for me. Okay. So the biggest fucking deal that happened to me <laughs> was that I, someone had given me this notebook that was like a nice notebook with like a leather, black leather thing. And like that was the most intimidating notebook. I had it in my stash of like blank notebooks. But the fact that it looked really nice to me was so intimidating that I, and it like coincided with this huge period of writer's block for me. I had this really nice notebook that I wanted to put lyrics in and I couldn't think of any songs. And I just like, you know, but if I have like a junky notebook that I get these ones that just are the, what are they? You know, the ones that are like black and white, like, yeah. On the, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those yeah. are fine. Um, like composition notebooks. Yeah. I think. Composition notebooks. Yeah. That's usually what I have. Um, the very best case scenario is like the, you know, like a piece of junk mail or um, some like. I love shit. it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it has I mean, to be trash. That's uh, great. I, yeah. I hear junk mail, utility bills yeah. for the exact reason you said that. Yeah the more precious it is, the more pressure there is. So much pressure. Yeah. And it's just, so you do it on the awful. shittiest thing around. Yeah. Cause it's not, it doesn't count. It's not real. It's just, you know, yeah. same thing it. with guitars, guitars. Uh, I can't write on a nice guitar. Like there, most of my guitars I've never written a song on. Uh, I have one guitar that somebody left in my house. It's actually kind of cool. It's a silver tone. It's really cool. But somebody left it in my group house in college and it's just trashy. Like, I don't even know if I've ever plugged it in. That's the main guitar that I've written on the most because it just feels like a piece of junk. You know, it's way too much pressure to have this nice, beautiful guitar or a new guitar. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's my thought playing devil's advocate. Yeah. The advantage of the pen is that the pen makes it look 20 times messier because there's going to be scribbles and scratch outs everywhere. And I feel like, wouldn't that even make it messier? Because there's like, and and also because (laughs) I I always feel like if I erase something, (laughs) who knows if I'm going to need that later on, if I cross it out with a pen. But I I know, but this is why I'm insane because (laughs) I do have this system of, of how to, decide I don't like lyrics, which is crossing them out. Oh, putting them in parentheses or crossing them out in pencil. <laughs> but the fact that the pencil's more faint is I don't know. I'm crazy. I love it. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I love it. Um, when you get right, when you, you mentioned writer's block, are there tricks yes. that you have to kind of break yourself from that rut? Uh, yeah, the artist way stuff. Though, that's where that all comes from. Just like the making the, you know, I, yeah. Uh, I don't have it quite as much anymore because I've learned how to love myself, write terrible stuff, and and not get mad at myself. 
So that's the way through it is just allowing yourself to re- Yeah. It's not quite as bad. When I was younger, it was really debilitating. Um, but yeah, no, all that stuff, just like, sh- you know, writing, just writing my journal and watching when I judge it. And yeah, it's all about like kind of checking in and knowing what you need. Like maybe you just need a break. Maybe, the, you know, the one thing that inspires me the most is like, and I forget is reading books. But, but, um, or listening to music. Maybe you're in a phase where you just need to like fill up your brain with other stuff, you know? I, oh, absolutely. So, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think 100% that, you know, I, I, I liken it to when I was in high school and we would, you know, my friends and I would gather and watch football. Um, and when the fo- football game was over, what was the first thing we would do? We would go outside and play football because we had yeah. seen it. And I feel yeah. like that's the same way as with writing is when I, Nothing is more motivating to me than when I read. Cool. Oh, motivating is interesting word. Um, Um, But let's. Where does that? Is it because you're getting ideas, or it's inspiring? Because you inspiring. Yeah, I don't think it's an ideas thing. I don't think it's like I want to write about that. Interesting. You just get in the. You get in the. uh, Not the mood. I I guess the whole. What's the word I'm looking for? That's how um, you know you're a writer, I think. Because f- for me, I get that feeling when I I see bands or I mostly live music, no matter what it is, if it's something I like or I don't like. That's motivating to yep. me. Yeah. Um, but when I'm reading books, I don't get that, obviously, because I'm not a writer. But I do what I do get is just uh, like... um this my brain goes into this relaxation place where i'm getting imagining things which makes me have you know want to get into being creative yeah well my last question then i was gonna is perfect perfect segue my deep research told me you were an english literature major in college so i was (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 I get very anxious when I don't read. So I make a point of reading. Oh. I mean, not anxious. I just, I, I don't like to not read. I want, I, I, reading is an nice. important part of my routine. Um, so I do like to read now. I am a voice person. So here's what I mean by that. Um, when I read something by someone, my first instinct isn't, oh, let me read something else by that person. It is. Let me read other voices, just because I want to. Wow. I want to experience all that stuff that's out there. So anyway, uh-huh. that's kind of my reading habit. Um, that's why I'm reading the short story anthology right now. But I love that. Who are some yeah. of your? Who are, do you have go tos? Go to authors? Go to genres? Things like that. Uh, yes, I think I've realized lately that I like. Um, reading is like this. Re- it's kind of a thing that I like to do to escape. So I have like, I don't like reading music uh, biographies at all because I don't want to think about music when I'm reading. And I don't, I, I don't know what it is. I just like, like, for example, this is a really stupid example, but one time I was on tour and I, and I, t- I tried to read the Motley Crue book. Um, the dirt and it was like yes it, it was like the most excruciating i just like literally threw it out out in a trash can because i was just like the last thing i want to do is imagine being on an even 
more gross to her than <laughs> when I'm on sleeping in these <laughs> shitty motel sixes. And, uh, ah, like I want to read. I, I mean, anyway, I love it because I, it, you know, I don't know. I love, I will. Okay. So my favorite writer, I don't know. I love like Kafka. I love like it, Charles Dickens. I love, I love escaping into a different, I love reading old books. I like, I like writers that aren't now um, because I like to time travel and I like imagining that I lived in a different um, place, even if it's, not that long ago. Um, I am reading right now this book called Death of the Heart, and I'm like killing myself because I can't remember the writer since she's an Irish writer. Uh, fuck. What? I, I, this is we'll figure it out later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I actually really like, I like reading about rich people from the 1800s <laughs> or, or really poor people from the 1800s. So, or, like, like eat. Edith Wharton. I love Edith Wharton. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing. Um, yes. No, I went through a thing where I was reading all of her books. And yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I read a lot of Jane Austen in college and I love that shit. I'm sorry, but I really do. She's genius. Um, I also like reading about like, oh, you know, one, some of the favorite books I've ever read. Uh were like people's diaries. Like I went through this period where I was reading the diary of Samuel Pepys. Wow. So fascinated with it. <laughs> this is a while ago and I was on a real reading tip. I've had, I've lately I haven't been reading that much, but um, I don't know. It's just cool. He like writes about what he's eating for dinner and it's like weird. It's like turtles and pigeons. And, and then he writes about like the great fire of London and like, how these carts were like, you know, like, oh, they had carts and full of buckets of water. And that it's just interesting. Like those mundane things are or like this one book I really liked is um this diary of Margaret Fontaine. I think she's like a butterfly. She was a butterfly collector in the end of the 1800s. Oh, no, beginning I think in the very early 1900s. But it was fascinating to me she just like rode a bicycle all over the place all over she went to like the middle east and lots of places in europe by herself with her servant like collecting butterflies and it's just really interesting to uh read someone's everyday life and the little things that they were doing and it's escape i guess what i'm saying is it allows me an escape from my life uh, so anyway, I like reading things that are where I feel like I went on a little trip to this person's life and it's kind of relaxing. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. it's the opposite it's of science. Sure. It's like the yeah. opposite of science fiction. Yeah, I guess so. Even though, okay, so I've never really gotten into the fantasy genre. Like, I read The Hobbit, and I like that. But, like, every time I try to read Lord of the Rings, I'm like, I'm really into it. But then I'm like, it's like, I don't know. I do like escaping into, like, a sort of very normal existence that someone else had. And that's it for today's episode. Check back in a couple of weeks for a new episode. 
I do try to post these every two weeks, uh, sometimes with more frequency, sometimes with less. A lot of that depends on my work commitments, my family commitments, and also when artists can talk to me. It's not easy to get these interviews. Speaking of interviews, did you know this is a relatively new podcast? Uh, I only started podcasting about a year ago. Uh, well, depending on when you're listening to this, I should say 2022. But from 2010 to 2022, uh, all of my interviews were transcribed and they are all there archived for you to go down that deep rabbit hole. So if you go to songwritersonpodcast.com and click on from the archives in the top, at the top, you'll see all of those transcribed interviews. I think there's over 200. Uh, so go down that rabbit hole. There's a lot of great interviews there. Um, but uh, you'll find all of those there. Again, the podcast itself is relatively recent. So there's a lot, a lot of reading you need to be catching up on with those old interviews. Speaking of interviews, uh, if you have suggestions for interview subjects or want to comment or complain, anything like that, email me at ben at songwritersonprocess.com. That's ben at, ben at songwritersonprocess.com. And that's it for today's episode. This wraps it up. Thank you very much for listening and have a good one.